0: Hello and welcome to this week's roundup on The State of Radio, where we look at what's been happening in radio in India and around the world. I'm Chavi and in this episode we're looking at radio ad rates in India, the upcoming launch of a new digital radio station in Europe, a new university radio station in Pune and lots more along the way. First, something I promised you in the last podcast, a look at how FM radio is earning money. This week there was huge news that three radio broadcasters have hiked their ad rates after the radio audience measurement data came in about where their stations are ranked across their listenership. Ironically, there was a report also this week that anywhere between 20 and 35% of ad revenues does not come from ad spots. They said that RJ mentions, or brand placements by show hosts, content integration, sponsorship, and on-ground activities play a more significant part than you'd imagine in bringing in the moolah. And the radio station surveyed said that this kind of advertising is definitely growing. Nandini Dayas, the COO of Lodestar Universal, went on record saying that while planning ad space for brands and products in the radio sphere, they explore about 40% placement in innovative non-ad spot categories. Fever 104, I know, has experimented with having a whole day dedicated to a single advertiser. And there are increasing mentions of co-sponsors and brands in every show. The Indian radio advertising industry is projected to grow by 24% over the next five years, though, from 620 crore rupees last year to 1,800 crore rupees in 2012. According to Apurva Purohit, though, radio ad revenues have doubled in the last three years. She should know. Not only is she head of the Association of Radio Operators in India, she's also CEO of the third station that raised its ad rates this week. So first, Radio Mirchi heralded the trend by announcing that it's hiking its ad rates starting the 1st of October. It's charging near 1,800 rupees per 10 seconds in Delhi and less, um, about 1,300 rupees per 10 seconds in Mumbai, according to our sources. Radio Mirchi incidentally had the largest revenue in the radio broadcasting sphere last year, 2007-2008, with a turnover of 2.25 billion rupees. A few days after Radio Mirchi made this announcement, Red FM, which is owned by NDTV, also announced they're increasing their ad spot rates by 15 to 25%. Red FM COO Abraham Thomas has said that the RAM data has set a benchmark for the broadcasters and therefore they can charge a premium rate from advertisers as the data suggests that Red FM is on the top spot for the last year. Okay. For the capital city in Mumbai, Red FM's new prime time ad rate is 2000 rupees per 10 seconds, although for Kolkata it's 800 rupees per 10 seconds. And then Radio City was the third station to announce a hike effective October 1st. That leaves, what, six major players to follow suit in the next six days? Well, as the rest of the world of music seems to be re-looking at the Internet for distribution, Radio 2 needs to look at other channels of dissemination. In India, it's easy to have an internet radio station, but it gets expensive because you have to pay music royalties and there's really no way to make an income off of streaming online. So how do you pay for the music? This week, the news was dominated by how four of the biggest record labels, Warner, Universal, Sony BMG and EMI, have joined hands to let Myspace Music stream their music for free. And the labels understand the numbers, obviously, because if you can't lick them, join them. The illegal downloads have totally taken away from the sales of CDs all over the world. The global sales of recorded music fell from $36.9 billion in 2000 to $29.9 billion last year. By the way, if you checked out MySpace Music today, that's the 24th of September, you will have seen that the two top featured artists are of Indian origin. Anyway, diversifying its modes, Radio City is taking its content mobile. They've tied up with Moj Mobile for a couple of different things. Moj will handle all their dial-in numbers for contests and SMSs, which are called shortcodes here. And they'll also be creating a website for mobile browsers to access Radio City from their phones. Will there be online streaming? Will you have to call a premium number and pay some six rupees a minute to hear the radio? I don't think so especially since now most phones come with an inbuilt FM tuner, which is why I don't understand how Vodafone or Airtel or any of the other service providers make any money off of these premium services where you have to dial in to listen to music on-demand. If you are online though, and you want to check out some community-type programming by Nepalese youth in Canada, visit radio.cffn.ca. The Canada Forum for Nepal, which is CFFN, has launched an audio network called Yuba Sanchar, where listeners can access radio programs that are produced and distributed by Nepalese youth in the organization in Canada. The flagship program focuses on issues faced by today's Nepalese youth in the diaspora, plus entertainment stories, music, jokes, and some educational-type topics. You can download or listen online at http colon slash slash or through iTunes. I think you can just search for Yuba, Y-U-B-A, Sanchar, and you'll find it. The producers of Yuba Sanchar have put out a statement saying that they hope their online programs will be broadcast through a radio station in Nepal soon so that anyone in the region, regardless of available resources, can listen. Nepal has pretty stringent rules for radio that are modeled after India's fairly restrictive policies. Meanwhile, big players are moving beyond terrestrial or FM radio. This week we heard that the BBC World Service and Deutsche Welle are going to launch a joint digital radio station in Europe. It's going to be all English and broadcast 18 to 20 hours a day. The content will be global news, documentaries, op-eds and cultural stuff for the 170 million potential listeners. The good thing is that while digital radio receivers are fairly expensive right now, the prices should have dropped by 2009. Right now you can buy a freestanding digital receiver for about 140 British pounds sterling, or 11,000 rupees, or you can buy an add on for your iPod for about 5,000 rupees. But the numbers of people who use digital radio are definitely growing. In 2006, the penetration of digital radio in the UK was only 10%. But along with Germany and the Netherlands, Britain seems to have a plan in place to switch from analog to fully digital radio by 2015. In fact, last June, DRACE, which is the Digital Radio Cultures in Europe, released a study that indicated by 2015 listeners and broadcasters will see an increase in personalized radio with more customizable, often self-made or user-generated content on demand. Think YouTube for radio. And this could mean the end of programming schedules as we know them, really. Drace also said that traditional broadcast radio will remain important, mostly because it's cheap, it's local, and has, I quote, powerful journalistic and artistic content. Well, they weren't talking about India.